Well, hello and welcome to the Living Legacy Podcast, the heart of senior care. Through this show, we'll be looking to answer the intricate questions around the senior living industry, from the obstacles of living at home or caring for a loved one at home, to the detailed process of moving into and living in a senior care facility. We're your hosts, Corey Carroll, the Business Office Manager at Minnowood Retirement Community. And Emily Barges, Director of Community Relations at Minnowood. Join us as we discuss these various topics together and with some experts in the industry. Our goal with the show is to bring hope, inspiration, and a little bit of insight to the world of senior care. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Living Legacy Podcast, the heart of senior care. As always, we are your hosts, Corey Carroll, the business office manager at Minnowood Retirement Community. And Emily Barges, the director of community relations at Minnowood. Like, as we are joined by two very impactful and influential members of our team here at Minnowood, uh, we can't think of a more impactful way to really reach our folks than through food, right? And we are joined by two really important members of our dining team. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. Good morning. My name is Tina. I'm the Dining Service Director here at Menowood Retirement Community. Um, I've been here about a year and a half now, although I started as an extern in about 2009. Okay. How so long were you here in that first that first one? Probably about six years. Oh, okay. So I got to hang out a little bit and I went on to another CCRC sure. and then I went to a hospital and then I found my way back here. So that's how I ended up back here. Well, it's glad to, good to have you back. All right. I mean, I got you off, Emily. Uh, Cody, go ahead and watch Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Cody Stead. I'm the head cook here. I've been here for five, going on to six years now, and I really have a background more in restaurants and stuff. This is my first retirement facility I've ever worked at, but it's, I'm loving it. It's great. Good. Well, I, I know you guys both mentioned um, what your roles are here. I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that for for everybody listening in, and honestly for, for myself. So, Tina, why don't you go a little bit deeper into kind of what it looks like to be a dining services director at an assisted living facility? What, what's some deeper in, in deeper details about your roles here? So as a director of dining services, you're pretty much looking at the operation as a whole. So you're managing employees, you're ordering food, you're writing menus, you're working with the residents, you work with their families at times. Um, you know, it's the, the whole thing. So from the top down, that's what the director would do. But for like an entire building of people, like <coughs> right. for us, it's it's over 100 people easy. Right. And that includes our staff as well. So. All right. And Cody. So as, as head cook, um, I really just have to make sure the kitchen's running well, uh, make sure the food tastes good make sure the other cooks are doing what they're supposed to be doing the servers are doing what they're supposed to be doing just making sure the flow of, of the whole kitchen is acting like it's supposed to and making sure food gets out on time all the food all the products that come out are good products sure so right along with you know i guess we'll call it the bulwark um you know preparing the actual like i said the, the preparation of the food you're right. also kind of the right hand to tina right. in the day-to-day operation is that mm-hmm. fair to say yeah okay. absolutely um so tina you're you're ordering and, and planning the menus for our entire building right so i know you mentioned that a moment ago what is, what is that process looking like for you kind of you know on on the on the day that you're making those orders and you're preparing to to again hit submit on that order what what does that process look like for you? so when we're writing the menus they're actually cycle menus i believe we're on a five-week cycle menu right now um so essentially that's gonna repeat itself every five weeks so when we do those as a whole <clears throat> we'll lay everything out clean it according to season things like that and then you know from there we implement the menus they go through our registered dietitian and once she's approved those then we will put them in place so at that point you start ordering and putting recipes in place and what does she kind of like moderate with your menus so our dietitian's going to check to make sure that we're providing residents with you know all the nutritional needs that they're going to have so that they're square full meals 
Okay. And you mentioned a five-week cycle. Mm-hmm. Can you can you dive into a little bit about, again, I know you, you talked about, you know, it repeats itself, you know, at the, end of, at the end of the five weeks, rather. Can you talk about a little bit about what the five-week cycle means? What, what is that exactly? So a five-week cycle is going to be essentially a set menu that would be in place. So if you have week one, week two, week three, four, five, sure. you're just going to go through in that order. Okay. It's just a <clears> rotating pro. Okay. And rotate. And then we'll change those, you know, according to season. So they won't be, you know, the same five-week cycle throughout the year it's right. going to change um, and then that way you know when the residents have something that they like we know we can put that on more or less or if sure. they don't you know there's something not so much so the, the current five week cycle that you're in could affect the next five week cycle or you know so on is that true or no um, it could dictate whether or not we keep items on like we had you know maybe we did I don't know like maybe the beef stew right sure. it's colder sure. so we'll have beef stew right now but coming into spring we're probably going to take that off because right. it's just it's a, it's not a appropriate meal. for the season yeah. right yeah probably something more of a, a, a butter or not squash is that a spring yeah, item right. or, or is that <laughs> that's, I, winter, I got, right. that's right. winter we're, okay we're, we're in squash season sorry now. as i mentioned before <laughs> I, I love food love to, love to eat food but i don't really know much about you know when when is the appropriate time to eat the right soup or anything like that so um so we talked about you know your dietary or your your nutritionist is helping you approve those menus and, and all of that is there is there a specific kind of diets that you're working with inside of our facility or that you're you know trying to adhere to and, and you know like i said adhere to yeah so i would say our base um I guess the diet that we're working off of for essentially everyone is a no no added salt. salt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's part healthy options. Right. So no added salt is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Cody's really great at making up that, you know, the salt factor. We use different types of herbs. We use seasonings, obviously, without the salt. But Mm -hmm. that's to counter that, um, you know, not being able to use that. Right. Um, But also making sure that our residents are, their food is safe for them to eat. So if they have high blood pressure, you know, there's no worry about, you know, if I get my regular meals, they're going to be sure. so much salt because sure. there's no salt. Um, and from there, we have um, what would be like mechanically altered diet. So mm-hmm. mechanical stuff that's, that's processed, you know, so that it's smaller pieces that they're able to eat. And then if they're on a puree, it's pureed. Sure. Um, so, Cody, you mentioned some things that you're doing to... Um, kind of substitute that salt taste and kind of substitute what that is. She mentioned some different herbs and spices you're using. You know, what, what are those? That you know, can you can you talk about that a little bit? What you're using yeah, to, to do uh, that? Tina orders. You know, she'll order a bunch of fresh herbs and stuff. We used to get all dry a lot, but she's been since she's been here, we've been getting a lot of more fresh ingredients that she's been ordering for like to garnish with and oh. to make the plates look better. <clears throat> even just looking at the plates can can help it taste better. You yeah. know, if it looks nice. So even that. Uh, but yeah, just all the fresh ingredients that we've been using really, and like everything's homemade, so it's. Just doesn't have those chemically tastes, you know, preservatives in it and everything. It's all fresh right then. Exactly. That's that's actually the next point we were going to kind of bring up is that we it's a scratch kitchen. Right, right. So everything is made mm-hmm. fresh uh, with yep. fresh ingredients. And yep. kind of what do you think is the biggest, I mean, we kind of talked about like no additives, but like the biggest, I guess, pro for, for having a kitchen like that. I think the flavor of the food isn't, you know, uh, it, it's like way better. It's sure. not it's not hindered by all that stuff. And uh, it's fresh made right there. Um, fresh desserts uh i don't know it just makes everything better when it's fresh i think you also know exactly what's in it like, there's oh, no too. question yeah. about yeah. <clears throat> am i getting something that might not agree with me mm-hmm. yeah. there's no guessing there mm-hmm. and it, from a managerial aspect it's cost control that allows us to spend more money on on better products so we can provide the residents with higher end you know meats and things like that because right. we're not ordering a bunch of stuff that pre-made and gonna eat up our budget right and it's a lot healthier for you know people that come in here um we kind of notice a lot of times during tours 
members in the admissions process, they always ask about the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's actually one of the biggest things that I think uh, people comment on uh, when they're, you know, leaving reviews for us. Um, so it's definitely a huge aspect of, of where someone's living is, right. is the food that they're eating. And I think, you know, we get a lot of people that aren't really having that adequate nutrition or they're eating a lot of like easy meals or like things from cans, frozen foods at mm-hmm. home because it's easier to make and they're mm-hmm. kind of like can't really cook for themselves. Um, so I think that's a, a huge, I think, blessing to a lot of the people that are coming in here um, that haven't really had that in a while, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I know you, Emily, you talk about and you maybe be better of a question for you at the beginning of the admission process. But, you know, Tina, are you running into this? How common do you feel like it is that, that people are you know, getting that less than adequate nutrition at home or their previous residents and now they're coming here, you know, like you said, experiencing those those fresher ingredients, those healthier options because it's fresh, because it's not, you know, like you said, Cody processed through all these different, you know, GMOs and chemicals and all that. How common do you think you're running into that, Tina? I would say most of the time. Uh, yeah. We just had a resident move in last week and I went to check on her and her biggest compliment was the food. Sure. She's, she's like, I don't want to cook. <laughs> she's like, well, if you cook it for me, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. But also that how good it was that, yeah. you know, she didn't have to worry about it. She knew that she was going to get, you know, the nutrients that she needed for the day. If she was just eating her meals here, she's getting vegetables, she's getting fruit. Right. Well, and we, you know, that's the, the popular phrase, uh, the way to a person's heart is through their stomach. So you're easily the most liked staff here I'm sure, <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go into the most liked this. For, for Cody specifically, can we talk about the cinnamon rolls for a second? Can we talk about the, the homemade, what was it, yeah, homemade sweet. pickles you made the yeah, other yeah. day? Yeah, um, homemade pickles, yeah. Yeah, with, with a little bit of jalapeno in there yeah. if you enjoy some spice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's, get, let's get into that. Go a little bit into your creativity. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but let's, let's talk a little bit about, about that for a second. The creativity that you have, the range that you're able to, to use here, you know, is that something that you, you enjoy or is that something oh, that maybe yeah. adds a little stress to you maybe a little no, bit? No, 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 absolutely. It's the best part uh you know there is some stuff you have to adhere by like like the diet types like no added salt and stuff like that and sure. certain people can't have too many sweets you know diabetics and whatnot but yeah i'm a lot i mean it's just so fun being able to see what we have in storage okay. and then be able to just create something or if you had something in mind the night before and you think we have the stuff and you can come in and start making it and it's great to see everybody's reaction you know when they actually eat it and it's and it's taken very nicely you know like they yeah. love it yeah so this is like probably the worst question for an interviewer to, to ask but where is your inspiration coming from because you mentioned something you think of the night before where are yeah. you is that popping into your head your imagination <clears throat> no, no, I, mean, or is that... I mean sometimes a lot of the time it's i'll go in there in the afternoon when i come in see what we have in there and then i'll just come up with something from that <laughs> you know i'll go on online or something and figure yeah. out other things to add to it or whatnot but yeah. a lot of times it's from seeing something on tv you're like oh i could probably make that at work <laughs> and then you can do it so you're watching yeah. like beat bobby flay right, like oh right, i can right. definitely <laughs> make that right. i could totally anything, make that. yeah anything yeah. that you think looks cool and we have it i mean we can pretty much make it huh. so that's where you're coming up with these ideas you go into right. the to the storage place you're like I can put that 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 right. together and exactly. It's okay. I think the only thing we don't have is a fryer, you know. So, so some things, but we can do other things that are just as good. Find oh, ways yeah. around okay. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we can tell when you're inspired because we'll come back to our desk with right little goodies, <laughs> little yeah. goodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I had some uh, some oysters on my desk the other day, yeah. and, I, and I'm a I'm a hanker for some seafood. So right. so that yeah. was definitely a plus. <laughs> so again, we talked about your creativity and, and the range that you're able to have. What what are some of your favorite things that you've done here while you've been here? Whether you provided it for the staff, for the residents, yeah. you know, what are some favorite things that come to mind? Oh man, that's crazy. There's so many. That's a tough question. Uh, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, it's just <clears throat> I love making the fresh desserts or breads and stuff like that. And then anytime I do that for the residents, I always make extra, so you know we can give them out to everybody. That's <laughs> so you dish it out. 
yeah, a little bit. Yeah, spread the love. Part. I mean, just seeing everybody enjoying what you make. Yeah, yeah. I think you know Emily talked about it earlier. Yeah, being right. able to you you spread the love with food. I think there's no better way. Right, right. You know, like I mean, we could. You know, Emily does a lot of. You know, we get mugs and umbrellas and merchandise. Mm-hmm. We'll call it for our team. I think they're going to pick the cinnamon rolls over that. Don't you? I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just because that's the way to a person's heart. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. If I had to pick between that, you know, I mean, that's just I think that's how it's going to be. But yeah. No, well, sometimes I take greet the people too from <laughs> Cody. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's a good point. I think the frequency of it is is you know more more often because Cody's just constantly making things. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Not for the waistline, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair. If you uh, yeah, if you're if you're watching that waistline, this might not be a good uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll go. I kind of want to trace back a little bit, Tina. So we were talking about um, you know, you mentioned people are, are fully aware of, of what's inside the food that you guys are preparing. So like you said, if somebody's, you know, very kind of being, trying to be adherent to what they're bringing in and they come to you and ask, you know, hey, what's in this? What are these ingredients? What are you guys throwing into that? You're able to answer those questions and kind of, you know, respond to them with, yeah, we know exactly what was in there. Right. And if it is a product that, you know, we're not making, we have the ability to go back and and check to verify, um, but most things we are making. Sure. So we'll talk about planning again a little bit. So every month you guys have a a menu planning, you know, meeting with our residents. um, you know, kind of what is that process like? What are you guys doing in those meetings, you know, to, to increase their involvement? So each month we have a menu planning meeting with our activities director, Chrissy, who also does an activities planning meeting at the same time, um, which is convenient because a lot of things we do are in conjunction with activities. Sure. So uh, you get a lot of good information that way. Um, but essentially they're coming to that meeting to let us know what they like, what they don't like, um, things that could be improved or things they'd like to see. And believe it or not, a lot of the things that they ask were things that their mother made so, huh. which can be a slippery slope yeah. because it has to be the way yeah, that yeah. their mother made it so I used you know when I was on you know the cooking line that was one of the biggest compliments I used to take away from here was it was like my mother made it it's just like my mother made it um, which might have taken five times but once you get it, <laughs> you, got it you know it yeah. especially around the holidays I right. feel like that's you know yeah. those are like big memories for people yeah. right and I think food I mean it's, it's one of the senses it's um, it really ties, I think, some of our residents back to their past. So, like things that their mom used to make, it's a it's a comfort, um, especially for a place that has, you know, like we have memory care. We as we see some forms of dementia. I think that that's really helpful to kind of meet people where they are. And we we used to have a resident that would enjoy a cocktail. So when she got here <laughs> and she was started to miss those, um, I think Cody, this do you yeah, used yeah, to make absolutely, these? Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, so you used to have it ready like the same time every day. Yep. And it was her Shirley Temple. Yeah. Which was really yeah. What it was, was it? what was it? Just cranberry juice and sprite. And sprite I think, I think yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. But, but, but it kind of t- she loved it, yeah. and it kind of took her back. I think it tied her back to like a comfort <clears throat> that she used to have, mm-hmm. and like a little bit of her old life. And it's mm-hmm. like we were kind of able to. I think in a way, you you guys can kind of cater to our residents in those ways. You know, if they want an extra grilled cheese sandwich to take oh, back yeah. them after every Absolutely. meal, or yeah, and even during our meals, like if they don't like what's on the menu, we offer you know two different meals for every meal. <laughs> But uh, really? but they don't even like what's on there. There's also a, like a everyday menu which they okay. can choose from stuff from. What, what are some items that would be on there? Uh, like the normal stuff, like hamburgers, hot dogs, okay. sandwiches, type stuff like that. Like easy, fast stuff you can do sure. if they ask for it right then or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that's so in in each meal you mentioned that briefly. So in each meal, there's going to be two separate kind of main entree right, options. Right, is that what you're, yeah. okay? And is that that's a part of your menu planning process as well to kind of come up with two different options for each meal? Or? Right. Yeah. Two different entrees. And okay. So and I know like Emily was saying, kind of to tie back to that you know kind of meeting them where they are right you know a lot of our residents have those fond memories
memories that, that involve food, whether it's a cocktail, whether it's a, a specific entree, whether it's a specific meal. Um, again, like Emily mentioned, especially around the holiday time, to be able to trace back to that um, is it, super important to have that impact on them. Um, you know, and, and again, the impact that you guys are able to have, I remember, I think it was the same specific resident you guys were mentioning. Um, every day around two or three o'clock, you know, she would kind of forget that she had already had lunch, right? Oh, yeah, that and she would come to us, you know, kind of with that that mindset of, hey, I haven't had yeah. lunch. And we would come to you just kind of asking, hey, can you guys, yeah, can yeah. you guys prepare something? And you had already had it done. You knew it yeah, was coming. Yeah, you knew it was, you were real prepared. <clears throat> and again, you, you knew your residents. You had gotten adapted exactly, to the people, yeah. what they needed, what their wants were. And, and you guys were catering to that. Right. And again, I think the impact that you guys make, you know, in a dining team in general, not just you guys, I, I think kind of gets, you know, kind of, gets, you know, for unintentionally swept under the rug, right? The impact that you guys are able to make, do make on a day-to-day, um, a day-to-day basis, I think is very important. Yeah, it's crazy to think how much a little sandwich can impact somebody's life. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A, you know, a glass with some ice, some Sprite and yeah. cranberry juice, yeah. you know, now her, her day is lit up and mm-hmm. she's she's thinking of memories of, of many years ago with her right, friends right. on a beach and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the impact that it has, you know, even the social aspect of you know gathering around the table with some food i mean i think is is huge like you said the, the impact you guys are able to make you mm-hmm. know, even that social aspect of it right i think um a lot of times when we see like i said we we had people that were just having like tv dinners a lot of times they're living by themselves and so kind of coming here it's a big you know like the, the breaking bread together it's a social thing it's a big mm-hmm. um I mean, we keep saying impact but it is i i think it's a huge difference and one of the things and i don't really want to bring up like, like going out to you know when when of course when the pandemic started and and we kind of had to do like the rooms for a while mm-hmm. and you know they couldn't sit together and eat i think we noticed like so that was just such a big part of their day. I mean, literally, it, it began right. and ended kind of like in that dining room with you guys. No, and, and I remember um, we had a resident that, uh, you know, that we, we see friendships formed and built inside of the dining room, right? Like, maybe that's the only time they, they interact with each other. And again, those friendships, those bonds inside of our building are formed and built inside of our dining room at our Absolutely. at our tables. Um, I remember a resident, him, there was, there was two gentlemen that would sit together across from each other at a two-person table. Um, and just every day they were again, sitting together, sharing their meal together, having conversations together. They would always shake hands at the end of the meal and say, see you at the next one, buddy. And, and they would again, be at the next meal together. Um, and one of them, when, when, when one of them unfortunately left, um, our building, you know, that it was, it was hard for that other gentleman to kind of cope with that, right. Yeah, of, you know, that friendship that was yeah. built at that meal time, you know, is, is no longer there. And, um, again, just being able to, you know, build us that camaraderie, be able to build those friendships around food, you know, I think it's so important, something that we see and side of our facility and facilities like ours, you know, again, on a day-to-day basis. Um, So I I think, you know, inside of, you know, inside of our dining team, inside of, inside of the impact from food, right, to residents, I think it has a huge impact on staff as well, right? The impact that our staff is able to make, you know, not just you guys being, you know, kind of the top tier of our dining team or with the directors and the head cook, but, you know, the impact that all of our dining staff was able to make on on our our residents, I think is huge. I know, Tina, I know you see that, you know, again, quite often. Right. So I think Cody can agree with this as well when you're talking about coming to work at our retirement community even as a cook I, I can speak for myself and say that when I came here as an extern I thought maybe I'd be here a year and it was because of the relationship and the rapport that I built with my residents that I stayed for six years and that I ultimately came back it was like coming home it was like oh Aww. I get to come and hang out with these residents some of which are still here which was <laughs> awesome when I got back they remembered me I'm like this is amazing because I remembered them so mm-hmm. um 
Um, like I was saying, with our staff, if you go in there and you ask, you know, hey, Cody, what's so-and-so's diet order? He'll know because he is essentially part of the caregiving team, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. providing the meals. He knows that, you know, Miss Susie can't have pineapple and maybe Miss Jones doesn't like cream. He'll know that. And that's for the hundred residents or so that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with our staff, we know in the morning, maybe they want a breakfast sandwich. So we'll go <laughs> ahead and do that stuff. Sure. Um, all that kind of ties into retention and, and the people that we have here and knowing that they care about this place and our residents. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I'm going to come punch the clock and this is a job. It's a job that takes compassion and caring. So it's it's refreshing for me to come in as a director and see, wow, the staff cares. They're happy to be here. And what's really driving their joy is the residents. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that whether it's, whether it's a grilled cheese, whether it's a sandwich at the end of the day or, you know, a, a homemade Shirley Temple, right? Being able to make that for them, hand it to them, see the look on their face and the impact that you made. I mean, the instant gratification that you guys get from that, I think is, speaks a lot of volume to what you were saying to, you know, of the satisfaction that our staff gets and the importance of what it is that you guys do. Yeah, right. yeah, I think there's a huge reward to it, and and you know, instantaneous, right? I mean, some some departments you don't necessarily you don't get that thank you immediately, right? You know, mm-hmm. I know some for for some of our nursing team, the care and the amazing care that they give, you know, it's it's it happens all the time, and maybe they don't necessarily always get the gratitude that, that they deserve, and, and neither do you guys. But you know, when you're handing somebody a plate of food, a grilled cheese, whatever the case may be, something so small or seems so small to you is is so huge and so impactful to right. them. Um, you know, Tina, you mentioned that when you came here as an extern that you know you thought this would be kind of a means to an end, right? And this mm-hmm. would be something that was kind of a stepping stone in your career. And now six or seven or so years later, you're here as the director of dining here at our building. What do you think was that turning point for you when you realized, you know what, hey, this is this is going to be more than a stepping stone. This is going to be something that you know lasts for a little bit. When I initially came here, I did some serving in the dining room and I got to spend a lot of time with the residents just one-on-one like that. Sure. Um, and then eventually I took a, a cook's um, position here um, and, and it's really kind kind of spurred from not knowing a lot about the diets like yeah. i realized you know we go to culinary school it's cody and i are both trained classically as chefs like there's not a lot of um healthcare oriented things going on really yeah um in, in a culinary school like sure. that um so once i started to deal with the diets and at that time we had a lot of purees um i just didn't really think i was providing the best service sure, so i just yeah. took the opportunity to go back to school yeah. and get a, a bachelor's in nutrition and the schedule in in the work you know the amount of work that we had going on here really allowed me to have flexibility to do that right um so i stayed for i would say six years at that point um and i never left healthcare after that just because of the relationships it's yeah. with the residents really that's my favorite part is the residents yeah so kind of connecting it to the nursing side this was kind of like your clinical trial right this is your clinical side um you came in here as like you said an extern and, and found found your niche found mm-hmm. where you belonged in healthcare and we're glad that you found where you belonged here at Middlewood. Oh, thank you um yeah no absolutely it's a pleasure having you and and like you said the, the ability that you are you're able to do in, in serving our folks and serving our team is an incredible and um like you said just being able to find that inside of here i think is well hey guys <laughs> yeah, touche uh, we gotta let them go and do everything that we've been talking about them doing for the last 30 minutes or so but hey guys thank you again so much for joining us it, it's really been a pleasure having you thank, thank you. you absolutely well again thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, we look forward to having you on the next one if you have any questions for tina cody or emily and i or you have any questions for the next episodes coming up feel free to shoot us a message at facebook.com slash Minnowood. We'd love to get back with you and uh, answer any questions or just have some conversation with you in general. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you on the next one.